0: Hey Thriving Farmers, Michael Kilpatrick here with a special episode of the Thriving Farmer Podcast. Today joining me is Bob Rimmel, who is the owner and president of Rimmel Greenhouses, which has been in existence, I think Bob, you said 27 years now?
1: Yeah, I began the business in 1994. Um, uh, I actually am a transplant from New Jersey. Uh, My wife and I came up to New Hampshire with two young infants and I started the business in a a small space in a rented uh, condo. And uh, originally, (laughs) very humble beginnings, originally started out as a manufacturer's rep, but um, within five years transitioned into a manufacturer of greenhouse structures and a distributor of all of the parts and pieces and supplies that go with the structures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, what,
0: what got you into greenhouses uh, what, did you have a background in agriculture
1: or floriculture so um, I have a degree from University of Vermont in agricultural and resource economics with a minor, okay. with a minor in plant and soil science um, I've always had green blood mm-hmm. um, and I've always enjoyed uh, horticulture and agriculture Um, The irony of my, my career is that um, uh, when I graduated college, I actually went into a family business, which was within the machine tool industry. And I really did not like it. And after a few years, um, I left it and I got into horticulture. Um, And then um, my wife and I wanted to come up to New England. Um, she's originally from Massachusetts. So in circling all around, I started my business. Um, I, I was always very interested in greenhouse structures mm-hmm. um, from day one. I've always loved construction and just the technical merits of, um, you know, environmental controlled environments. Um but uh, uh, I never thought I would get back into manufacturing, and yeah. I, I guess I could just never fully get rid of it. So I'm I'm pretty lucky to have both the manufacturing background and and the the horticultural agricultural background.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, in 27 years, what's been some of the big changes
1: that have happened? So what's interesting is when I started out the business in you know no one really ever heard of high tunnels or, or, or or much, there wasn't even much growing of any type of um, vegetables in structure. So Mm. I was really focused on the horticultural end of things, you know, Mm -hmm. growing bedding plants, poinsettias, um, mums, nursery stock. So, you know, we were, you know, back, back in the early days, I was 100% focused on, you know, structures really relevant to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, probably about, you know, even hydroponics at that point was such a risky business. You know, people were failing left and right that that got into hydroponics. But probably about um, 10 years in, um, uh, maybe 10 to 15 years in, we pivoted And I started seeing the interest um, developing with, um, you know, season extension and high tunnels and, you know, the whole vegetable movement. And, um, you know, myself, along with everybody else in the company, we just embraced it completely. And today I would say, um, you know, 60 percent of our sales are related to um vegetable growing greenhouses mostly high tunnels movable structures um some hydroponics Mm -hmm. but um it has been a complete pivot of where we started to where we are right now
0: yeah i think we bought our first tunnel from you in i think either 2006 or 2007 somewhere around. sure sure yeah 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 so let's talk about the issue at hand which is the supply chain steel prices it's gone crazy
1: yeah, I got to tell you, the world is sideways right now, and um, you know, when you really look at the big picture of things, you know, you're you're wondering why is why are things so screwy? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I've heard that you know, a- automobile plants are starting to shut down now because they can't get um, the uh, materials that they need to produce vehicles. So, what what's I mean, unfortunately, the root of it all starts with Covid nineteen, um, it's a global problem. You know, every day you turn on the news, you hear about you know how we're all getting vaccinated in the United States. But it honestly, if we don't fix the problem on a global basis, you know, with with you know eight billion people in the world, um, we're still going to continue to have these problems because you know there's so much trade that occurs on a global basis. Um, you know, if you're going to make steel, someone's got to go and mine the iron ore and get and mine the zinc. And, you know, these ingredients are brought in from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got to get to shipping containers and trucks. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, people don't realize how Badly, the supply chain really is broken right now, and it, and it doesn't matter if it's steel or aluminum or chemicals or you know greenhouse uh, plastic, computer chips, greenhouse plastic, polycarbonate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's I mean, if you're in business today, you will have curveballs thrown at you every day right now. Mm-hmm. It is just it is just insane. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: So, what has happened to the price of steel in the last six months?
1: So, really, um, it, it started happening last fall. Is that the price started going up, um, and from probably uh, September, October to now, we've seen about a fifty to sixty percent price increase in steel. Oh, wow. Um, so, unfortunately, everything with steel is just going to um, inflate. Um, you know, whether it's a greenhouse or doors or exhaust fans or anything. um, Mm -hmm. We've seen um, aluminum prices are going up. Um, They've been going up at a slower and steadier pace, but they are increasing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're building a greenhouse and you have, you know, wire lock and, you know, polycarbonate extrusions, those Mm -hmm. prices are going up as well plastics um a little bit i'm not as tuned into the plastics market i mean i know polycarbonate has gone up a little i don't know how other plastics have but i mean the other piece of this is just supply Mm -hmm. you know if you order something today when will you get it will you get it will you you know will you get your order complete um, that's the other unknown right now with, with the lead times.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because all that stuff has to come from somewhere. And if they happen to shut down for some reason, for something then it's just delaying everybody. And I think you're also seeing too, Bob, is that the demand for local produce has last year exploded, which means more people are trying to buy things, which is also screwing up the, cause usually some of these supply places only plan for a certain number of capacity.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the good news for our our industry is that um, business is is way up. I mean, you know, if you're, you know, a farmer or a garden center owner, you know, what happened was last spring, um, people stayed home and they embraced, um, you know, um, a more simpler life, um, more wholesome food, um, locally grown uh, which is fantastic. I mean, people got out and started gardening in their backyards uh, more. And, you know, it's been, it's been a wonderful transition. And I think it's something that it's not going to go away. I think it's here permanently, but it was, uh, I, I believe this was a wake-up call. Um, you know, we see this in other parts of the world, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Europe, people have been like this for decades. But, you know, in America, it was almost like we we've kind of hit the reset button for a, a, a more simpler, more wholesome lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And yes, with the demand way up, I mean, um, it's great. It's it's great for for people, but it, it brings on new challenges.
0: Absolutely. And I know labor has also been a challenge for you as well, just because of a lot of things changing and uh, and just manufacturing in general.
1: Yeah. So I think what's interesting is, you know, last year we had a huge surge in unemployment Um, since we have recovered in the last year, just as an example in the state of New Hampshire, um, we had unemployment at one point nearing 20%. And today our unemployment figures uh, are down to only 3%. So again, yeah, yeah, and, and it's different from state to state, but what a huge change it is It's really hard to find people to, um, work, um, uh, especially what's amazing is, you know, when you turn on the TV, um, you know, you see a lot of companies advertising for help. Um, you know, that's how aggressive people are these days. Um, this is also a big factor that's affected the trucking industry. So all of our goods are shipped, um, via trucks, you know, and, um, You know, there's a shortage of trucking. So sometimes, you know, you have ordered something and it's on a dock in, you know, you know, Illinois or California and you're trying to get it to New Hampshire. You know, instead of taking a few days, it might take a few weeks until um, the trucking can be fulfilled to get that product here for distribution. Yeah.
0: So looking forward, what are your thoughts looking forward
1: Well, I think number one, um, our our customers have to be really good planners and planners that plan much further out than they've ever planned before. I mean, honestly, you're a grower, Michael, you know, you, you can almost do your ordering with your eyes closed from year to year, you know, when things are coming in, but I think, uh, you know, if you were ordering, if you were thinking about buying things three or four weeks out, even simple things, yeah, you got to start looking three or four months out mm. um, for the simple things. And um, and don't be afraid to over order and make sure you have what you need. Yeah. That's another thing too, is just um, get things when you can. You never know when there's going to be a shortage. It could be a shortage of, you know, um, you know, fertilizer or you know pesticides or pots or yeah. growing mix or whatever so being or stainless a, steel being a, screws yeah yeah being a good planner is going to be really important um I, I i honestly i think something that is a bit stressful for everybody to deal with is also raising prices um mm. you know every every time you raise prices you're nervous because you think oh my god um, people are going to go somewhere else and buy the same product. But in order to keep up with the rising costs, you have to raise your prices. And, um, you know, people are going to buy. People are going to continue to buy. But, you know, you're not in, you're not in business to, uh, yeah. to get things away.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, exactly.
1: So, so, you know, w- what's really t- tough about raising prices is you have to also really look at your financials Pretty closely and um, make sure that your margins are good and they mm-hmm. remain good. So if you know your costs and you know your revenues, um just stay really dialed in with the numbers to um, mm-hmm. keep pace with everything.
0: Gotcha. Do you see steel prices coming back down eventually? Do you think this is a blip, or do you think where this is for the long term?
1: Well. I don't think anything's going to change this year. Um, I don't see any return to normal supply chains until maybe next year. Um, I don't know if steel will come down or not. Um, I know in talking to our steel suppliers, um, besides um, just the crazy demand and supply, um, tariffs have affected steel supply. I don't know what's going to change with the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. but um not it it, who knows it's unpredictable what's going to happen next year yeah i i I mean unfortunately in the economy i think we're going to see double digit inflation Mm -hmm. um you know that that might start to slow things down a bit but that's where we're at right now Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: all right so someone who was maybe planning on buying a greenhouse this year but they stopped because of the increase in prices um do you have any tips for like maximizing efficiency in their current houses
1: i would consider um you know really growing crops that are a little bit more unique so they could get more dollars per square foot Mm -hmm. um that's one suggestion and i think that more and more people have to really begin to consider growing year round with crops. Um, you know, again, just it, it, all, it all adds up to dollars per square foot. Yeah, you know, how much, can you, how much can you get out of that heated or unheated um, structure that you have? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I think, I, think, I think that the old adage with farmers is it used to be very seasonal, work really hard for nine, 10 months of the year and take two months off, I think things are changing where it's more year round and you got to just try to pace yourself a little bit better, but keep the uh, keep the cash flowing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you look at the Arnold's who actually, you know, went from like seven mm-hmm. or eight months out of the year to now 12 months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a number of other growers are doing the same thing, just adding those couple winter months and people want the product. So that's definitely out there
1: oh yeah yeah
0: yeah well bob thank you so much for your time today appreciate you coming on and kind of sharing a little bit about you know kind of the the greenhouse industry i know it's a huge thing and, and again covered production is where the money is for the farmers so um you know these tunnels are so important but uh you know i know so many people reached out and were like michael the price just went up 25 percent for the greenhouse structure why is that and i figured having you on explain would be awesome so thanks so much for coming on
1: oh, my pleasure and uh, good luck to all the growers out there and uh, hopefully uh, 21 is a a very fruitful year for all.
0: All right, thanks again.
1: Yep, bye-bye.
0: So there you have it, another episode in the books. So I'd love if you would hop on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Those mean everything to us. we love to hear what you're thinking. If you have a podcast guest that you can recommend, please pop on over to the Thriving Farmer podcast website and leave us a review. That's thrivingfarmerpodcast.com.